Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly place of worship to the automotive gods. I am Brett Hatfield, and you're not. I'm here with our intrepid engineer and co-host Catfish Groves and Mr. Corey Pratt of Craving Cars on YouTube. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in scenic, lovely Overland Park, Kansas. If you like what you're hearing, tell your friends. If there's something you'd like to hear more of, please tell us. Yeah. we will listen. Please we do. will. We are ready to believe yeah, you. We have, we have operators on standby. Standing by. Uh, send us pictures and the story about your cars. Hey, whatever you got in the garage, in your shed, or wherever you're working on it, uh, whatever you drive, race, or just cruise around in, we'd love to see it. And we'd love to hear the story behind it. Send your stories and your pictures to Brett at readthedriven.com. We will put them up on the website. Maybe we'll even have you on the show. We love a good story. Amen. Absolutely. So, what have we done in cars this week, Mr. Corey? You know what? Uh, actually, just speaking of what we were just talking about with the, you know, let people tell us the stories about the cars or builds and stuff like that, I am helping to document. We're going to put a little video together. It's going to be very nice when it's all said and done. Oh, it's very nice. Uh, very nice indeed. Um, <laughs> of a buddy of mine who has an Audi RS7. It's about a 16 or 17 model. Okay. Uh, nearly 600 horsepower stock. Um, he's upgrading the turbos and tune, E85, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be pushing a thousand plus horsepower. Oh dang! Because that's what you need to commute. And it's going to take it's going to take a forty six hundred pound car from zero to sixty in two and a half seconds <laughs> with with a quarter mile less than ten. You know that's going to make your intestines an uh, Audi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think they call that prolapsed. Yeah. Clench so, them if you got them. I told them I'm going to make the. I, I'm, I'm told them I'm going to make the uh, the title of the video a thousand horsepower. Are you out of your mind? Mm, nice. There you go. Boom. Nice. Oh, it. it's, it's really fun though. It's, Would somebody uh, it's like to cool. walk over to the drum kit there? And, and here, in just a few days, we're going to be taking it to the finish up and get a dynoed and tuned and all that stuff. It's going to be fun. That's wicked. So yeah, that, that's cool. what I've been uh, up to lately. Nice. Mr. Groves. Well, you know, I've been I've been slumming uh-huh. and and finding. I, I got a couple of candidates that I'm I'm really kind of excited about. Yeah, I saw your candidates. One's a super low ball, but it's in a very dry state, so Brett it, it may. So and it, they say it. it you know it runs and stops, so mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. that's a good start. Mm-hmm. They're but, talking about a hill next to a wall. It's a '67 Chrysler. So it, knows it rolls down the hill. Is that what they call uh, starting uh, rain? Well, yeah, yeah. And if it's running at the same time, I put that in the wind column. Runs huh? down the hill, stops at the wall. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, they they really want to sell it. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> they really I, want to sell. I sent I sent an IM to find out details. Like maybe I could you send me a picture of what the interior looks like and yeah. maybe the trunk pan. Yeah. Because uh, so many of these things that I find they look really great, and then you look in the trunk pan, you're like, sweet God. Yeah. So um, I've got that, and then there is a '68 Chrysler that 
I'm feeling real strong toward it. It's that buttercream one yes. uh, with the uh, the kind of the black top. I think it's a Chrysler New Yorker. So uh, it it's only got a 383. It's not the 440, but it's still it's a big, beautiful car. Yeah. Interior is black, so it's not some creepy green spit color like from a swamp. <laughs> and uh, Green spit color. Yeah. Some of those interiors are just. Uh, is that called mildew and moss? Is but, that uh, is? Yeah, it's something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, smelly green. No, Kelly green. I don't know. It's but the thing. <laughs> they even have pictures of the old couple who owned it mm-hmm. and he he was wearing his white cowboy are they still hat. ambulatory or? oh no they uh, they have uh, gone on to the great car lot yeah, in the, the sky the perpetual dirt nap but they uh bless their pee picking hearts that comes with it and this and that the thing looks really cared for and the more i look at it right. the more i'm like ooh. so i've been i've been chatting back so and that's forth a that good looking car. Yeah, yeah so keep okay. your fingers crossed on those that i can find and that doesn't boat. require a hill to go go shut somewhere, right? up yes okay. no <laughs> okay that's good it runs and drives right on that's <laughs> exciting that first one you sent me i i will bet you a considerable chunk of money that thing has got some hunt virus in it someplace most likely it looks like it sat in the field for a while but in new mexico so it's a dry field it's a dry, it's a dry field i tell you what that's a dry it's it's a dry heat yeah, it's, some, it's a cutting it's porch. like a mo but it didn't rust it just disintegrated <laughs> yeah. naturally yeah the speakers in the rear deck i promise you <laughs> you are so focused hey, on those that's the only picture they have that came close to showing the interior on that deal yeah that rear deck and i'm is looking special. at that going you slam the rear door those suckers drop out of the deck those, i promise those you. are jensen no axials yeah they're, they're not pretty oh boy <laughs> <laughs> has been axials right uh i haven't done much with cars aside from getting ready for my big trip to mecham indianapolis i am leaving tomorrow mm. morning yeah going to exciting. go out there going to sweat my great big fat tail off and uh gonna walk around see our buddy Vern. Check yeah. out the Oxbot yeah. collection. Oh, yeah, that'd be so cool. Pray to God there's Wish no weird stuff going on in Indianapolis. Right. Run and hide in my hotel room. <laughs> well, you know, not around the Oxbot. They'll keep that. They'll keep that tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah arm guards. I'm going to be standing on the other side of that velvet rope. Thank you. <laughs> but what a thing to see! Oh, yeah. So this week we've got news about a muscle-bound Jeep Wrangler concept, an Ohio Ford dealer that's willing to sell you a beastly mustang on the cheap why the dodge challenger acr will never be the six entries on the new haggerty hot list and our special guest this week flaked he flaked <laughs> he ran away he just couldn't we, make it we no. threatened him with a with a microphone and he jumped and ran it however <laughs> we just got finished watching the new bronco premiere yeah. on youtube and i think we got a lot to talk about anyway that thing is sexy. All of my doubts and all of my fears that they weren't going to do that right have been allayed. I think the problem with the new Bronco is going to be you're not going to be able to lay your hands on one. I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with production demand. I even liked it. Hey, hey there, there you go. That no says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> or or you it says taste, nothing at just all. all one or the other. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we got a lot of news to cover this week. Let's get to it, Mr. Corey. So uh, one of my more favorite uh, magazines, Road and Track, is talking about a muscle-bound Jeep in a Wrangler. I'm sure you're just crushed. And we're not talking about you know the SRT8 Grand Cherokee stuff. We're talking about a 450 horsepower V8 in a Rubicon. They showed that thing in a two-wheel drive platform. Or not a two-wheel drive, but a two-door platform on the Jeep. Yeah. 450 horse crammed into that package. Yeah. Well, I mean... Oh, they, that's going to be stout. They, you know, uh, unfortunately, it's 
just a concept at the moment. I really hope they, they do something with this and, and make it real. I've been wanting to see a V8, even just one of their baby V8s in mm-hmm. a Wrangler. Because I really think, I don't think as they're getting bigger and then the four doors, I think the V6 is... I, I mean, I know it's plenty of you. They can get around and blah, blah, blah. But I, I still think it's a little underpowered. I don't think Chrysler think makes a baby V8. I think everything they've got is fire <laughs> they, and hairy okay, chest. You're right. Uh, with a baby for them is what, a 6.2? It's a baby. Well, they used to. Though. Would you like to see my baby? <laughs> they used to. They had some stuff. Anyway, so... Um, Wait, Basically, that sounded dirty, uh, didn't it? <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Jeep did uh, did reveal that new concept uh, called the Rubicon 392. So I wonder what size engine's in that, I wonder. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here. <laughs> uh, yes, the 392 cubic inch V8 making 450 horsepower and 450 torque. I think that's enough to get around where it needs to go. So sprinting, hey, t- check this out. Under five seconds, zero to 60. Good Lord. In a Jeep. That's something, that's something that's not fast, really, anyways, and it's not really supposed to be fast, but no, that's, that's fast, fast. dude. That's, that's fast. That's fast for any SUV, for that matter. So, um, obviously, they had to do a little bit of modifying of the frame to get the motor to fit the 6.4-liter V8 that they're going to throw in that bad boy. And how many people do you... I mean, how many people are going to start supercharging that son of a bitch? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, not wrong. I, so, uh, yeah. I think the seat has been planted. So, upgraded the engine mounts, a stronger uh, eight-speed transmission, so a stronger eight-speed sprint transmission, a full-time, which is basically the transmission that's in there now, full-time transfer case, so it sounds like it's going to have like a full-time all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so sending torque uh, to the two Dana 44 axles with locking differentials. Dude, that's robust. 17-inch beadlock wheels wrapped in 37-inch oh, 37-inch tires. Wow. That's, Big. You know, I say that now because uh, they can fit up to – they only come with 33s now. But you wow. can fit up to 35 without lifting them. That's but 37s? Cool. Wow. That's that's awesome. So Jeep performance parts uh, like 2-inch lift kit, uh, rocks, uh, Fox racing shocks, steel bumpers, rock rails, all the cool stuff like a winch. All that good stuff you need in a Jeep. Uh, two uh, two modes for the exhaust. One that's going to be loud and one that's going to be extra loud, I hope. <laughs> a, a, this, this is something that tripped me up, too. A power opening soft top. Well, everything else really? has got power. Why not yeah, the top? Isn't that weird? What, it, what is it going to be like a projector that your uh, you know science teacher used to have? Uh, <laughs> I hope. Yeah, and it, it'll show those terrible 8 millimeter, 16 millimeter. <laughs> Science film. This is the beauty of human reproduction. So, so obviously they say the Rubicon 392 is just a concept. uh, But car drivers talking about an Ohio dealership selling a 750 horsepower Mustang for forty five thousand dollars or under, technically. Holy cow! Can you can you can you believe that? Let me run through this real quick. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's do the the Shelby GT five hundred mm-hmm. that just came out, the one that I had the invite to go see, and I waited too long to sign up for, it, and then it was full. Yeah, uh, uh, idiot. Just came out. <laughs> base price seventy one four ninety five, but there's one sitting on the floor at Olathe Ford. I was over there this uh, this weekend. Yeah, a mirror put on my truck. It had a hundred seventeen thousand dollar sticker on it good lord bit of a markup and that yeah well that included the twenty thousand dollar dealer vig the adjusted market price on it <laughs> is that what they're calling it yeah but i did get a long time to look at that thing the carbon yeah. fiber wheels are stunning that carbon fiber the, package is and 18 the front grand carbon itself. fiber wheels are coated inside to help them dissipate brake heat that's awesome. Oh wow. Oh, it was really good looking, but 117k? 
My goodness. It's a very cool car. It is. I mean, Welcome to the birds. You're, you're talking to 60 and 3.6 seconds out of, a, out of a big, heavy Mustang. You know, 11.4 yeah. uh, yeah. 11, 11, quarter mile That's at 132 miles an hour. That's screaming. And here's the thing. It's not really designed to be a muscle drag race kind of car like no, it's past a, it's like a Mustangs car. have been. It's actually and actually because all that all that carbon fiber aero package and stuff on the it slows it down on the quarter mile because it gives it that downforce to get around the corner. So it's it's more track focused with suspension, tires, brakes, and all that. But you can aero, get aero. You can get ninety percent of that car for a whole lot less money. It sounds like if you're in for the power and how about this and a possible manual transmission. Ooh. That you don't get with the Shelby GT500 for $44,994 from the Ford dealership Beachmont Ford in Cincinnati, Ohio. You can get a Mustang GT with 750 freaking horsepower. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> you might yes, you might still be able to get it by the time that this podcast goes out. Wow, because that's it's a pretty good price. That that's is screaming. even re- for a dude like me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good price for any seven hundred fifty-five or seven hundred fifty horsepower car. So six hundred and seventy torques. So it's only ten less horsepower than the than the Shelby. Um, the kit is from Roush, so I guess that doesn't surprise me a little bit. They do some really cool stuff. It's actually an eight thousand dollar kit, basically. Um, so Beachmont's Ford subbed 45k price includes installation of the TVS 2650 supercharger uh, that brings it up to that 750 horsepower in the five liter Coyote V8. Wow, so super cool! Uh, like I was telling you, I think the best part is that you can get it in a six speed manual, or if you still rather have that ten speed automatic, you can get that God, too. Wow. And they'll even customize it the way you want it. That's right. And so uh, it's, it's super cool. So obviously you can get you know the stripes, the paint, vinyl wrapping, window tint, all that suspension. And it has a warranty. It has a warranty. Three year, thirty six thousand miles. Oh, that's just stupid. And they can ship that bad boy anywhere in the U.S. How do you say it now? The three year, thirty six mile fascia to fascia. Sure. Since uh, there aren't sh- bumpers anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cover to cover. There we it's, go. It's uh, <laughs> bumper, bumper cover front to the bumper back. cover. There around and around and where it goes. 750 horse nobody knows. Under 45 grand. And yeah. it comes with a warranty on a six-speed. And uh, no, it might not be the track-focused car like the Shelby, but if you're never going to take it to a track, yeah, you're going to race some, some honestly, from light how, to light anyways. How many of us have ever spent time on a racetrack? I, wow, no hands. <laughs> I, 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 technically, and I'm, I'm going to do it again this year, but you're talking like uh, for like a very small, minute part of a day yeah. of my of my life. Versus I got this yes. thing to roll around. I have it is not something the that, biggest yeah. hammer everywhere I go for under 45K. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. So <laughs> Sign I, me up. Yeah, I, I would almost bet that in a drag race, it'd probably be fashion the show. Well, every Saturday night out there on uh, the road, uh, about two streets from my house, you yeah, can hear yeah. all the, I would love to go drag s- oh, some of those you, jerkos. You think I don't get that with Flum running around <laughs> my house? <laughs> Rhonda and I moved in here, and we talked about getting one of those giant race banners that you see in bars that said, Welcome from Budweiser, welcome race fans, <laughs> hanging across the back of the house. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think I know someone who uh, lives over here that might have did something with a Corvette like that over there I once upon ne- a time. I would never. <laughs> We, we don't know who that is, and statute of limitations says we're okay. Still okay. the scariest ticket I've ever got. So, right on. from muscle cars and trucks, uh, why the Dodge Challenger ACR didn't happen, but we know why. Physics, bitch! When rumors came out about a month ago that the alleged Dodge Challenger ACR was in the works, you know, we had our doubts. We talked about it. Yeah, we yeah, did. We, did. We, we chatted, and uh, the Challenger is the heaviest two-door muscle car 
on the market. You know, it's it's yes. a Mopar baby. <laughs> it's big. It's bold. It's bad. It's fat. And the the Hellcat form in its curb weight comes in at four thousand four hundred twenty nine pounds. That's almost as heavy as my F one fifty, and that's and, without and, breakfast. And that's. <laughs> How many doors? Two doors. Uh-huh. <laughs> so moving that much metal around a road course is going to make to make it competitive would require incredible investments in engineering. Yeah, it would. And a quote from uh, Tim Kaniskas: Our cars are not going to be track cars. It's just physics, physics bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they're bigger. They're heavier. Around a road course, I can't beat the GT500. I can't beat the GTR350. I'd have to have a wing the size of a house and no seats, yeah, said Kineskis. And he's, he's not wrong. He's so. right. He's right. They, the biggest thing they were talking about the ADCR is like they had to take, what, over four or 500 pounds of weight out of the car oh, yeah. for one. And that's to get it down to 4,000 pounds. And that's to get it competitive, not to mention the power. Uh, you know, they'd the have power's to do, there. But it would just, have to be all carbon fiber, and there's just no way. Well, and again, we've talked about this on the other show. Yep. Dodge isn't really about road racing stuff. They're known for their performance at the drag strip. Yeah. They go in a straight line, and it goes like hell, and I get that. They're crowd pleasers. That was even Kaniskas who uh, mentioned yeah. that, you know, hey, we're, it's about the feeling of when you line up with somebody at a stoplight. True. That feeling <laughs> yeah, that you yeah. have when you can just poof and head on out. Yeah. Well, you know. physics. Physics. Bitch. <laughs> Well, from Haggerty, we've got the 2020 Haggerty Hot List, six collector rides of the future. And I say rides because not all of them have four wheels. Oh, yeah. oh right. so, I'm out of here then. Everybody's wondering which of today's cars will be collectible in the future. Uh, John Klinger says today's cars, trucks, and motorcycles are almost all incredibly well built. But there are a few that people will clamor to own and drive for decades down the road, and those are the ones our experts chose for the 2020 Haggerty Hot List. To be considered for the list, a vehicle must be available or close to available for the 2020 model year. Preferences given to newly and recently released vehicles. This does not ex- uh, This is not to slight any of the vehicles on past lists. This is just for 2020. Uh, first pick, the aforementioned Shelby Mustang GT500 from the from just a couple stories back. Yeah. Uh, hand-built, supercharged, 5.2-liter V8, the most powerful factory engine in a Ford automobile ever. It's a world-class braking and chassis control, and about 5,000 examples will be built. It's an American icon with Ferrari and Porsche RS levels of performance for a fraction of the money. So, obvious pick there. Agreed. Uh, 2020 Corvette Stingray. Um, Yeah, I I think that's kind of a gimme. Uh, the most significant, highly anticipated, hotly debated Corvette in history. Supercar performance for a shockingly affordable price. They said for 2021, they are going to hold that $59,995 base price. Whoa. Still going to be a $60,000 base moly, price. Are you kidding me? Now, we've all looked at them. You load them up nice. You get a 3LT with some stuff in it. It's closer to eighty five grand. But what you get for that eighty five grand is still startling. Uh, the 2020 Polestar 1, which is... Uh, the execution of a Volvo concept car, but it's a hybrid. Uh, the Polestar will focus on electric performance. The first model for sale is a gasoline plug-in hybrid with a Volvo drivetrain and a pair of high-output electric motors on the rear axle. It's $156,000. Oh, oh, oh. 
Yeah. No. I didn't realize that was that much money. Yeah, call your mortgage banker. $156,000, 5,100 pounds. It's really pretty. Ooh, we got pictures of it on the website. little you got to call your mortgage because it's a house. <laughs> <laughs> no crap, man. Uh, and it's 5,100 pounds in carbon fiber. Tell me Seriously? That, yeah, well, tell me that hybrid drivetrain doesn't set you back in the weight department. Silent and EV mode, 70 miles of range, 1,500 examples will be made over the three years with 450 bound for North America. The 2020 Jeep Gladiator Rubicon. Gladiator. Uh, packing all the same rugged ability of the current JL Generation rock crawler, the Gladiator is much more than just a pickup. It can haul 1,600 pounds, tow 7,650 pounds. Uh, trounce down bad. just about any trail and do it in open air splendor. You know, I'd love to take take the uh, doors off my pickup truck and be able to do that. I'd look stupid as hell without a crowbar and a hammer. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that sawzall. I mean, if, you, if you want to take the doors off, we could. It's yeah, just, hey, come hey, on, Mark. Where's your motivation? Hey, going back on. Though. You know that neighbor boy done lost his man. <laughs> Uh, they've got the 2019 and 2020 Cadillac CT6V. Yes. You know, I, I got to admit, I really do like the shape of that's the Cadillacs that they're car. getting ready to kill. Yep. That's a uh, sexy car. Good looking. Good looking. Yep. And the amazing thing about the CT6V is that it exists at all. Cadillac has, <laughs> yeah. Cadillac has no plans for, plans for its massively expensive and painstakingly developed Blackwing 4.2 liter Turbo V8. Once the last one rolls off the line this Isn't year, that a twin and that's turbo? just a shame. Yeah, Jesus Christ! And they went through all that development and everything else, and now they're not going to use it in anything. It's the biggest waste. I don't, I don't really understand that. Well, at it's all. because I nobody needs either. to go play golf that Which fast. Which will also make it more collectible <laughs> yeah. because of that too. Well, for it? the few who will get to experience it, the CT6V is a sophisticated, refined, and sporty luxury machine. The V model has its high-tech double overhead cam V8 engine, uh, and it's. It, they're only going to make 1500 of them. Now, are you going to be able to find parts for that then? I don't know, you know man. That's, 15 years down the road? That's a really exclusive piece of hardware. Yeah. And then finally, the 2021 CBR 1000. It's a Honda CBR 1000 RR 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 It's the bike for the seas. It's the sport it's bike the for the pirates. <laughs> Even comes with a perch for your parrot. <laughs> Motorcycles have always been about speed and racing. Went on Sunday, sell on Monday, uh, create a hardcore track weapon for the street, uh, limit production, and get the price below thirty grand, and add a third R for racing to a vehicle that already has three of them. It's a CBR. Every time you tell, oh my god, that's four R's in the name. It's like stuttering. Every time you tell someone the name of your bike, I'm like, do you get an issue? Yeah, are you okay, man? Yeah, just call it a Fireblade and be done with it. There you go. The new Fireblade offers big mojo at a middle class price you won't mistake this for a plain jane double r liberal usage of titanium and carbon leads to an exotic look it's not just an rr it's an rr sounds like little kids arguing doesn't it uh, it shares uh, calipers and a few other parts with the RC two hundred and thirteen V S. It has winglets said to match the downforce production of uh, of its racing relatives. Uh, Honda sport bikes have started getting hot the last few years. For a long time, it was just the stuff from the sixties and seventies, but now the eighties and nineties sport bikes with uh, fairings and bodywork and all that are starting to get hot. Why do you suppose that the is? The bike that I posted on our Facebook page yeah. uh, last week. The RC30 
that red, white, and blue, sexy, white wheel, yeah, yeah. single-sided yeah, okay. swing arm, all that stuff that I said. These almost never come up for sale, and there's one at the Mecham auction. Yeah. Those things have gone from a number one value of thirty-five grand to seventy-five grand. Holy Moses. In just the last few years. So, wow. Fireblade could okay. be the same bike 30 years down the road. I just want a little yeah. CB. I just want an old, old, little bitty CB. Yeah, well, around I, I can help you find one, but boy... Some a, of the stuff is really yeah that other stuff wow Damn. incredible stuff you want an old cow that Shut is up. the Haggerty Hot List our guest this week is it's us. us and you know what we're going to be talking about we're going to discuss that bad boy new Bronco we just saw a premiere that we on just YouTube. saw just Live. saw a premiere we're doing this that is really style. cool and I'm impressed guys I was yeah. ready to not like it and it turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to my hats off to Ford. Good grief. But we'll be talking about that coming up in just a little bit here on Driven Radio. Hey, welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. Our guest this week is a truck. It's a it's, it's a, the it's, new it's, Ford Bronco. It's Ford Bronco, yeah. We just got to watch that thing debut on YouTube, and uh, this is no crap. Um, I sold my Bronco last year. I've missed it every day since I sold it. I have huge seller's remorse. <laughs> I I want my dang truck back. Yeah, you got a little misty. And oh, I was surprised you sold I was to ready to not like the new Bronco because I had I I was so fond of my big body 1990. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, you know, and some of the teaser shots were kind of kind of cool looking, but kind of toy looking. Yeah, there was right. a there was a lot of pretty Magoo looking stuff that we saw, and I got to tell you, with this premiere, I think they hit this thing out of the park. It was beautiful. Uh, the interiors are impressive. They really took their time, and they did a lot of stuff on the interiors that normally would be relegated to concept cars, and then wouldn't make it to production. Yeah. Uh, some of the color accents that Corey was pointing out. I, I love the little accents like that. Like one of them had little like little yellow colored accents yeah. or, or, or it, red. Yeah, you know, on the even on the Jesus, Jesus handles. You yeah. know, they, and they had two Jesus handles by the way for the uh, uh, passenger side, which I think yes. is so smart because the driver gets to hang on to the wheel and the other one gets to hang on to their life. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they had both of those in there, and the little those little accents you were talking about, and kind of the inset in the uh, in the uh, dash. dashboard. Yeah, that was a complementary color through the middle. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not that big of a Bronco fan. Right. And I even was like, this is, this is really cool. Uh, talk about the door cutouts. I thought that oh, was on wicked. That, on that two door, that was really cool. I and didn't I'm, expect to see that at all, but no, it was very tasteful though, in my opinion. I want to see how those work. Is that a piece of glass that slides that, in and out of there? Or is I'm it I'm kind of wondering or? myself. I'm kind of wondering yeah, myself. Is it like you a plug-in from thing the, from bike? the show? Oh, or yeah. is it even like a, uh, an outdoor uh, skin? That For those who haven't off. seen it yet, on the two door <laughs> Broncos. It's not really a hole there. It's just a, just a vinyl wrap. It's a wrap. I, I had two different Jeeps that just had a little flappy piece of vinyl on the lower half of the door, and that's what you got, Jack. Of course, there was no solid door around it. It was like a steel rod frame. It was like a door. Like, How come I can't see yeah. the leg through there? And a piece of vinyl that just flapped incessantly yeah. as you drove it. Uh, but no, on the on the two-door Bronco, they were showing on the lower half of the door, there's a cut, triangle cutout in it, and yeah. it looked clear, and I don't know if that's a retractable piece of glass that's in that, or if that's a fixed piece of plexiglass or glass, but it was really cool. Or if there's anything in it at all. But the yeah. other thing on the two-door they were showing, 
the they only showed the pictures of the leather interior on the two door application. I'm sure you can get it on the four door, right? But my God, it looked really nice. It, yeah. The leather yeah. was beautiful, and the seats looked great, and it looked like there was decent space in it, and it had a good cargo area that had that that slide out table thing that came from underneath the load floor in the back. Yes, and just really good looking and. They look like they had pretty good options available for them. It, it yeah. does. It does. Well, it, talk it, about the yeah. transmission and the the various options because it had a bunch of dial up options, and then there was the the ten speed versus the whatevers. Well, it had a it had the ten speed had automatic. The 10 speed automatic is an option, and a seven speed manual. And the the first gear uh, was a crawler gear. On the manual, it did look like that when you, look, when you looked at the shifter knob. It had that little yeah. Well, it looked like a twin H on it. Yeah, it had um, a reverse was up and to the left, and then directly beneath that, that there was a C for the crawler gear, and then the rest of it looked like your standard six speed transmission. Right, right. So that was really cool. Uh, it looks like from the buttons on the dash that it's got electric lockers. Front so line. yeah, so you have all the push button for now. I didn't see an actual lever for like going into four wheel drive or something. I'm guessing it's going to be a push. And button. And so I, I, you know, which is you know could be a double edged sword on whether that's cool or not. But I thought it was cool because it did obviously show front lockers, rear lockers, uh, you know, and Foot just lockers. and then where you don't, you can do one or the other <laughs> or both. So that and, was. This, this this is one thing where someone says, "Hey, we're going to build a, a four by four SUV," and then you look at it, and you go, "I ain't never taken that damn thing off road." This looked like a, finally someone else besides Jeep building an off roader that's for off road. Well, and they showed the thing on thirty five inch tires, and they were talking about eleven point eight inches of clearance, almost a foot of clearance on it. Yeah, so that's. That's a ton underneath. And then they had that slanty thing that you had to explain to me because I had no idea oh, no, no, what no. they were talking the, about. The, 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 uh, the, the, the approach and departure angles. Yeah. 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 Uh, very, very little overhang. The wheels were pushed out to all four corners. This thing's made to be off-road. It yeah. truly is. Um, so I, I would assume going into more detail, you'll probably see skid plates underneath. It did have the rock rails. They did show that. Yeah. The rock rails on the side so you don't mess up the sills. Um, on a rock. Basically, you screw up your doors. And but they were also up. showing some cool roof rack options. And Very it, cool. On the on the front fenders coming back from the hood, it had eyelets, and it looked like it was to set up safari rack options, and you'd run a cable from the roof rack down to those eyelets down on the hood. Yeah. And that yeah. was that yeah. was cool. They showed it with a, a light bar on the front, one of the new LED, you know, about now, two now those are wide. for those are for brush. Those little those little cables that came down into the hood. And the fact that they're already built there, usually you gotta add that kind of stuff in yeah. on anything else. But it's for like so if you're going into the wooded area, it all the it, it helps get it all the brush stuff off of the windshield. Yeah. So that's what those are designed for. Dude, the the truck looked they cool. designed everything that they had mentioned, I'm like, oh yeah, but do they ha- oh they do have that. Oh, but did, oh they have that too. It's like they thought Almost it everything. Out. No, they really did. And then put it in. They really did. Usually. <laughs> they well, yeah, but, okay. but they don't many, always put it in. <laughs> but how many times have we seen concept cars where they thought of exactly. really cool crap on the concept car yeah, have the and stuff then it never moment. made it produ- to yeah. production? And all the cool crap they thought of for this. Now, the front grill uh, looks like a, a, a metamorphosis of the original first-gen Bronco grill. It's got the round headlights at either end with the bar that runs in between them. Uh, yeah, very tasteful retro view on that one. Yeah, it's got a big, what look like to be kind of rubberized fender flares on all four corners. Uh, so, yeah, something like that. Uh, definitely, a, well, plastic of some type. But, I mean, that's that's you want that kind of stuff because yeah. you're going to hit the... If you're going to take it off-road, you're going to scrape it on something, then why would you want to scrape it on a metal-painted 
panel when you can have these and probably easily replace them. And the other thing was, uh, again, kind of, it really looks like they decided they were going to go after the Wrangler. On both the two-door and the four-door, they showed them with the roof, the roof yep, removed, completely off, right? hard top off, panels yep. taken out, doors. showed them with the doors yep. off. And on the four-door one, it showed them with the doors in individual bags, and then the doors stacked vertically in the rear, uh, rear storage area. Yeah. Yeah. And it had yep. enough room to swallow it. Uh, this thing looks like it's Oh, and it didn't have... So, like, on a, on a Wrangler... When you have the roof off, there's still a bar that goes like oh yeah in between in between like the the front seats and the back seats. There's a bar that goes between the two, and usually there's like a sound bar or something like that attached. Well, when you look up, you, it's kind of in your way. You don't really get the full sky, but they had nothing there. So when you take the roof off, it it's besides the bars going down the sides and the edge that don't get in the way of your view when you look up, it's completely opened. It's just it yeah. looked real good. It they, real good. They really did, and I think that uh, Ford really took their time with this. It has been a long wait, and shy of, Absolutely the, shy of the new Corvette, this thing's been the worst-kept secret in all of Cardom. <laughs> yeah. Everybody and I their think that's mother on purpose. Is, is known. Yeah. I'm sure it was by design. Oh, hey, let's not forget that bar that's on the dash. Yeah, I was, you know, I was sitting there. I was just waiting for you guys to, to, give, to one, pause and one go, wait a minute, what about that rack thing. that was on the... Yes. Yeah, it's got this cool accessory bar that's atop the dash and runs almost the full width of the dash inside the speakers that are up there. Yep. And it looks like it's a place you can uh, mount your phone, you can mount a GoPro, you can mount whatever you wanted to mount. I'm sure that the, uh, the Cannonball Run guys all wish they would have had <laughs> This for all the, all the electronic stuff they added to their cars. Mount I just want to mount my radar detectors. I want to mount my thirty mil. <laughs> mount your thirty and let mil my, and let my wife go to town. Yeah, it's, a, it's the only it's the only thing on the car. It didn't have a fold down windshield. And, and I've seen other vehicles of like whether they're Jeeps, uh, Forerunners, and stuff with these kind of with their aftermarket company that would make these. And and the fact that they didn't just look at. What does everybody else have? They looked. I almost feel like Ford looked beyond in the aftermarket world, to where they kind of saw what are they, what are other people building for these off-roader vehicles? Yeah, and they and yeah. they made those options for themselves. Now I don't know how this is all going to spec out yet. You know, in uh, the final run. But another thing on this that we really didn't talk about much, but uh, seems like kind of a gimme once you see it. They had the spares mounted on a swing away rack on the back of the truck they just did, like they? the old broncos yep. and the old jeeps so that's very cool and allows them to have a, a i'm guessing considerably better storage room inside because it's not mounted underneath and it's not inside the truck right but what are the two power plants that oh they have cooking um, in this thing you know what i have that in a file uh one of them is the uh the inline four turbo Mm -hmm. and i think they said that's 270 or 280 horse nice and the other one 275 i believe you're probably right uh i didn't memorize it when i saw the torque is kind of around that area too they're fairly fairly same and then they have the v6 the 2.7 liter uh, turbo v6 310 horse and 400 pound feet yes that's that's considerable that right there is the one thing i'd have to say Come on, Jeep. Where are you at on that one? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So I'm opening a folder here. Let's see. We got the tech specs. No. So standard engine is the 2.3 liter turbo direct injection, double overhead cam, inline four, the EcoBoost, 270 yep. horsepower, 310 pound-feet of torque. Optional engines, the 2.7 liter twin turbo, port and direct injection, double overhead cam, EcoBoost V6, projected horsepower, Whatever the hell that means. 310 horsepower and 
pound-feet of torque. In other words, that's what they're hoping it's going to get. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't the Wrangler with that Pentastar V6, isn't, isn't that around 285 horsepower? Yep, I think it's about 285 horse, but it's only like, what, 265 or 270 torque. It's, it's lower torque than it is horsepower. Yeah. So It uh, does pretty decent because the torque comes in fairly early, but... And, and it's naturally aspirated, it's not turboed. So. And you were asking on the uh, four before the uh, gear ratios. Looks like the standard uh, for the two-speed electronic shift on the fly is a two seventy-two, and the optional uh, is a three oh six. So I'll be honest, that's lower than I expected. Well, if you got that crawler gear, it's, that'll help. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that kind of makes up a lot of the difference. Because uh, I mean, you know, with the, you know. Obviously, you get like the normal Wranglers and sports. They're about they're about that too, like a three hundred six, three fourteen, whatever it is. But it's uh, you look at the Rubicon. I mean, they're four ten. Man, so I'm, they, I'm they, telling you, I I think they really hit this thing out of the park. I think it's it's going to sell a ton of. I them. think it's going to be fan. And this, you know, how big of a Jeep fan I am. Yeah, you know how much I love. I mean, if it's one of those, hey, you got to go buy an SUV today. I'm going to go straight to a Jeep dealership and look at Wranglers. Yeah, uh, I don't. I could care less about half of them uh, that are out. Uh, I'm not saying I don't. I dislike half of them. I think they're so cool, but they're just not for me. They're, they don't fit me. This thing, I, I could not go out and buy a Wrangler now without going to look at this first. Well, and, I just couldn't because of it got, has what I like about the Wrangler in it. And they've got several different option packages. They've Including got power. the base Bronco, <laughs> the Big Bend, the Outer Banks. The Black Diamond. Oh, my. The Badlands. I'm assuming the Black Diamond is the one with the big tires. No, the Badlands oh. optional. Oh. And the Sasquatch Wild Track. S- what? No. The heck is First that? edition. <laughs> Does it come with a rifle rack in it? Comes so with can... the 35-inch tires, 315 70R17s. Oh, Good that's God. a big tire. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and, a seven, and a 17 by 8.5-inch wheel. Uh, it's a it's a <laughs> big footprint. See? It's a mud terrain oh, tire. Dude. <laughs> oh wow! You had to. Didn't oh, that you? was awesome. <laughs> it even took me just a second. Sasquatch <laughs> Wild Track First Edition. I crap you not. That's what they're calling it. Interesting. <laughs> wow. I really can't that's, wait. I, I, uh, these are one I, I will go take a, a gander at the dealership at that point. I can't wait these. till the two, uh, 2022 yeah. models when the Kraken comes out. <laughs> Release the Kraken! I did that at my first wedding. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, well, but still, it looked awesome. So how about this, though? Now, the, the uh, instrument cluster. So where you have your speedometer off to the left, oh, and it yeah, has a yeah. big. It, it has had a, the drive modes. It had the big drive mode, but it's in a display. It's in a video, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's electronic. So that's kind of cool. So that's up with you know a lot of the more expensive things. The screen in it, what is it like? I think the well, the big one's like eight inch screen. What is it like eleven or twelve or? It's a big, it surprisingly big large. screen yeah. in the middle of this thing. Um, so the interior just looked very clean. Yeah, the way the dash was, the way everything fit, it just looked really, really clean. I I like that a lot. And that's one thing I did like when they redevised the Wrangler was they cleaned up that dash. And I, I wouldn't mind sitting in it because it did look ergonomically nice. Yeah, it did. I'd I'd like to try out those seats. If, if that quality is half as good as it looks, we're, we're going to be in good shape. Uh, it it's showing that both the two door and the four door have a thirty five hundred pound uh, tow capacity. The two door has an eleven hundred seventy pound payload capacity. The four door's got a thirteen hundred seventy pound payload capacity. Uh, says you can put a hundred and ten pounds on the roof rack. On I either think one they're of them. being lenient with that. I really, I, I bet with that four hundred torque, I guarantee that thing would pull better than that. 
and the static roof load is 450 pounds. That's that's not bad. That's not bad at that's all. That's not bad. A uh, lot of really great stuff. We're still chewing through all of the uh, stat sheets and, and everything that they gave us. They look fantastic. They really do. I think the big problem that they're going to run into is they're not going to be able to make enough of them. That's right. I, I you know, if if I would say one thing, it's just going to be a, a slam out of the damn park and just sell the crap out of these. Is this? It's this Bronco. Well, and the other thing is, take a look around. Aside from the Wrangler, at all the SUVs that are available out there, most of them are pretty boring. And they're, yeah, they're kind of like just one addition to another, isn't it? And they really are. They do all do the and same this, thing. This was the opposite of that. And again, you can get it in a Sasquatch edition. Sasquatch. <laughs> the Ford Sasquatch. Where's my new truck? <laughs> Snap into a slim. I, I kid you not. If that's on the badge, and I would drive the hell out of that. Oh, I would. I would want everybody to see me driving a Sasquatch. I. I, I, I I mean, I'm going to get a Sasquatch edition. I'm going to put a sticker in the back window that says Bigfoot doesn't believe in you either. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. Now you see me? Now you don't. Oh, man. Well, very very cool truck. That was fun to watch. We got to see it when it premiered. And, oh, all the information that Ford sent me in the press releases said it was embargoed until 7 o'clock tonight. Now I can show everybody all the crap I got. That was pretty cool. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do. We wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our audience. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com, ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt and Catfish Groves. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time on Driven Radio. Driven Radio.